0: Listener-supported, WNYC Studios. I'm Eddie Robinson. It's Monday, August 29th, and it's time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. David Sanger joins us now. He's the chief Washington correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Eddie. David, the hurricane turned out to be less damaging than expected, except in Philadelphia and Vermont, and the federal and state governments seemed better prepared than anyone expected. Have the lessons of Katrina been learned?
1: Well, they surely have. I mean, they were learned in uh in a logistical way, uh, clearly by FEMA. They were learned in a political way by President Obama who came back a little bit early from his vacation in Martha's Vineyard and then made sure <clears throat> that he was seen Uh, right at the FEMA headquarters and on television uh, very regularly. I remember covering President Bush during uh, the Katrina disaster, and he was uh, both flying back from Crawford, Texas, and uh, dedicating a memorial and so forth, and it really seemed like he was out of touch. The president knew, particularly with an election year coming, that he had to be seen at the, the middle of the coordination here, And from all the early accounts, the coordination worked pretty well.
0: This hurricane, David, came at an interesting moment, just when many people are calling for downsizing of government. Uh, Is the government's role in preparing the nation likely to change that debate?
1: Well, it could well. This was an an interesting uh, development in that the people who frequently say that the government is too involved uh, in the daily lives of Americans were very quiet during the federal role in the preparations for the hurricane. And it does begin to raise the question of what exactly the opponents of large government want to cut back. Obviously, disaster relief is a big social insurance program of, of a kind, just as Medicaid is and just as Social Security is. And so if you were truly to trim back the federal government in a large way, This might be an area that people say could be left to the private sector. You didn't hear a lot of that this weekend.
0: Let's talk about uh, Ben Bernanke's speech on Friday. Have you ever heard a Fed chairman declare before that the U.S. government's decision-making is broken?
1: I've never heard a Fed chairman declare this in public before. We've had many Fed chairmen invite us into those nice, quiet lunches at the Federal Reserve and rant and rave about uh, the... Uh, operations of Congress or the fact that Congress and the executive branch couldn't get along. What was notable about the Bernanke speech, though, was that he made the case that many of our economic problems are completely linked to our political paralysis. And he seemed to suggest that if Washington could get its act together, getting the economy's act together might not be all that difficult. That puts the blame squarely back on the squabbling Democrats and Republicans, and it'd be interesting to see if that has any effect uh, when they when Congress comes back in.
0: David, let's switch gears and uh, talk about Libya for a moment. No one can find Gaddafi, uh, but they sure have found his mansions, his underground TV studio, his daughter's fully equipped spa. I mean, What have we learned about Muammar Gaddafi?
1: Well, one thing that we've learned about Muammar Gaddafi is that While he portrayed himself as man of the people, a colonel who wouldn't take a formal title in the government, he actually was operating much like many other dictators in the region. In fact, when you looked at those photographs of the tunnels and the mansions and the broad staircases and the swimming pools, it reminded you of nothing more than what was left when President Ben Ali fled from Tunisia uh, back in January, the event that started all of this. And so you discovered that Gaddafi was, uh, if anything, sort of your one of the mill authoritarian, although one who was much more vicious than I think uh, many people uh, believed, uh, even in Libya at the time. Uh, he covered that up with the sort of clown act that he was doing, and with the uh, with his adherence to the Green Book, the book that was supposed to give guidance for everything. Apparently, one of the things it gives guidance to is how to stay on the lamb, because he's done that pretty successfully.
0: What do you think is the biggest threat today to the emergence of a more democratic Libya?
1: I think the biggest threat right now, Eddie, is probably the collapse of all services uh, in Libya. If people feel that the water and the electricity aren't on, that the hospitals aren't operating, it creates a moment of chaos that can get exploited by the many tribal uh, uh, differences within Libya. And that's the biggest concern, that the place uh, is not really a natural country and that the tribes themselves would begin to chop it up.
0: David, thanks very much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Eddie.